From OFS, I'm Doug Shapiro. This is the Imagine a Place podcast, where we explore the power of place and the role of design in our lives. Something big is happening this July in Chicago. Something you ought to know about. It's called Design Your World. The International Interior Design Association recognized that inside the profession of interior design, there's been a lack of diversity for pretty much its entire existence. So to address this deficit, they dreamt up Design Your World. It's a high school pipeline program to expose the underrepresented to a career in design. And to help make the dream of reality, they teamed up with OFS. IIDA and OFS, along with the support of Mannington Commercial, 3Form, and Configura are thrilled to kick off this six-week crash course in design. So today, I'm giving up the mic. IIDA's CEO, Cheryl Durst, will be interviewing the first ever Design Your World instructor, the Chicago-based architect and interior designer turned professor for the summer, Sierra Payton. Together, they'll share their expectations, their wishes, and the future vision of what Design Your World could really mean to this industry. All right, Miss Sierra, so you're joining us as the instructor, as the primary instructor for Design Your World. And before we even talk about Design Your World, um, do you remember your favorite teacher? I, Did you have a favorite teacher? I think I should ask that first. Did you have a favorite teacher? I have a cluster of favorite, oh. or not favorite teachers, or I just have moments that I remember. I have my first grade teacher, Miss Urich. I remember her from my private, like my Christian school. Let's see, I have my third grade teacher, Miss Donaldson. Um, I remember her. I remember my eighth grade art teacher, Miss Swank. Um, she told me I was a great artist. Okay, so Miss Swank. First of all, love her name. I love Ms. her name. Swank. She was and she had she was petite. She had like a short, light blonde pixie cut, and she was like she just had that artsy look. And I was just like, you're fun. You're a fun teacher. I want to be like her. So, so, so she made an impression mm-hmm. on you. Um, that's like I had a. I remember my kindergarten teacher. Um, Mrs. Bradley, and she got married in the course of kindergarten, and so she was Miss Macklemore when I first knew her, and all the kids were super fascinated by her. But what I remember about her is she smelled good. Like, the, I remember the smell of the classroom, mm-hmm. and then she smelled really good, and there it became the scent that I always associated with learning. Mm-hmm. And so listening to you talk about Miss Swank with that great name, and she was an art teacher. Mm-hmm. So what what else about her really moved you or, or impacted you? Uh, I just remember her being like easy to talk to and just like class was kind of lighthearted and there's like there's no wrong way to do art. Of course you have people that are better than others but even the, the worst artist is still a good artist or was a good artist in her eyes and I was like okay I like that and she was just fun I like fun teachers I think that makes for an easy environment when it's not stressful and you're learning without like knowing that you're learning. So in um, you're a designer I am. and so place is obviously really important to you um, what is it about a sense of place that is striking for you? Or what is it about a sense of place that makes something memorable for you? 
Um, memorable. I like walking in places and my mouth drops just because it's so beautiful. Or not even beautiful, it's just like not judging the book by its cover. If it's an old building and you walk in and it's something totally different, I'm just like, someone put time into this. And I was like, okay, I feel comfortable here. I want to come back to this place. Isn't that, I remember the first time I thought about the concept that somebody thought about this, Mm -hmm. right? I think a lot of people go through life, um, maybe fewer than before, because I feel like society is more design aware now, but certainly a lot of people will look at a building or something and just never think about how it came to be. And I think it's so powerful when we think about the fact that somebody thought about Mm -hmm. that structure or that product or that fabric mm-hmm. or even that perfect the paint color <laughs> the, the paint color or that perfect hospital corner on a hotel bed like mm-hmm. you know that idea of somebody touching something and affecting it and then it coming to you is so incredibly powerful and I think about the students that mm-hmm. you're going to have many of whom this will be like they're already interested in design like right. there is a there is a level a good level of awareness there but you're going to enlighten them really around the the power of design and how they themselves become more powerful through design mm-hmm. so when you think about you know kind of this group of these 17 students um, most of whom have uh, grown up lived in Chicago lived in this incredibly credible city for art and design mm-hmm. um, what else do you want to open their eyes to that they live in the city of art and design. Amen. <laughs> I, I know so many people here when they say, what do you do in Chicago? I want to come to Chicago and visit. What can I do? I'm like, I don't know. But when I ask people from here, they haven't even done the Chicago things because they're from here. So I want the students to say, oh, this is an architectural field city. I have it like there's different I don't know, come boroughs here or neighborhoods. Like, even when I lived in Beverly, going to, like, the Woodline area, just the houses are different. Mm -hmm. So I'm just, like, just explore. Get out of your bubble if you can. Yeah. In talking about people sometimes not realizing what's in their own backyard, Mm -hmm. when I was living and working and teaching in D.C., most of my students lived within two miles of the Smithsonian Museums. And they had never been to the Smithsonian Museums. And so I made that kind of my first duty was to just, let's go on a field trip. Mm -hmm. Let's go to the Museum of African Art. Let's go to Natural History. Let's go to Air and Space, where millions of people go to every year. And here it is two miles from you, and you live here. Um, And thinking about a city like Chicago, um, because of the pandemic, People haven't left their homes and they haven't left their neighborhoods, but sometimes society and culture mm-hmm. keep us in our neighborhoods, oh, yeah. right? And neighborhoods become a comfort zone. And thinking about, you know, one of our our outcomes for this program is 
supporting the the students in understanding that there's a place for them in design whether they want to practice design or whether they just want to acknowledge design as a part of their daily life and so that that sense of belongingness that you know I belong here seeing you mm-hmm. as their Definitely instructor yes. is going to be huge right the representation piece so so deeply matters how um, where in your life have you seen signals or moments that you belong in design? Or did you never question it? Maybe that wasn't a fair question. Did you, <laughs> did you never question that design had a place for you? I think going to, well, I know. I know going to Florida A&M helped with that because it was just like everyone looked like me doing architecture. Historically black university. Yes, so like, you were surrounded by people right. who looked like you. So then when I went to SCAD, it was the opposite story. So I'm the only person of color in my class. But there's also different background, different cultures. Mm-hmm. So I'm just, um, knowing that this was for me, um, I didn't, I won't say that I question it just because being in a uh, historically black college, you see people that's like doing just as well as you. Yeah. And, and my grandmother always told me, you could do anything just as good as anyone else. Yeah. You're just as smart, you're just as pretty, you're just as this. I'm like, <laughs> I'm just as, <laughs> like my grandma said. Just as. I'm just I as. love that. <laughs> I love that. That's, that's great. That's a, that's a mantra. Right. I'm just, just that. I'm just as nice. I'm just as qualified. <laughs> um, there were definitely some moments like in my career where I had people look at me and like they'll come into the office like requesting to speak to an interior designer. I come up to the front and it's like, no, I want to speak to an interior designer. Okay. It's but a moment. It's a moment. So it's just like things like that. It definitely humbles you. Cause you so have what to, did you do though? Did you, did you I, take I still a breath t- and... So yeah. when, when they rejected the idea of you being an interior designer just by looking at you, mm-hmm. how did you counter that? Did you did you say something? Did you do something? How would you react? Oh, definitely. <laughs> I've had growth, <laughs> for sure. Because it, it, it sets you back, but also the receptionist at the time, she was just like, no, she is a designer. That's that's who you want to uh, – she's our designer here. She's one of our top people. So having, like, your coworker also, like, kind of back you up helps. But at the time, it, it hurts a little bit because it's like, why, why, why aren't I good enough? Or why don't you think – Why don't you uh, recognize right. me? So, that, so the receptionist, your coworker, mm-hmm. was, was your ally in mm-hmm. that moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's so critical in our industry, building allies. Yes, I, th- this industry has definitely taught me just networking events. Because, you know, I usually go to a networking event, and I'm the only woman of color mm-hmm. at, at the event. But people, I get along very well with people, I think, because of my upbringing, because I was raised to, like, be able to hold a conversation in any room I step into mm-hmm. and, like, to speak with confidence and speak to people how I want to be spoken to. Mm-hmm. So I think that helped for, sh- for sure. But So being a, being a young black woman in architecture Ooh. can be lonely. Very. How did you deal with the loneliness? Did you have brothers and sisters? I have an older brother. You have an older brother. Okay. Apart. But I always say I'm the only child because he was very good in basketball growing up. So he so was he never was, home. He was off doing his <laughs> thing. That's why I'm just like, I'm fine, like, entertaining myself. I could color well. I could, you know, I don't have to be in large crowds because I know how to entertain myself. Yeah. Um, 
but with going to architecture or being the only female, it's weird because when I started out, my best friend is also an architect. So me and her met like the first day of school, and it's just like you're a girl, I'm a girl, we're both here. <laughs> <laughs> but it, were, it was a handful of uh, girls in my class, some I'm still close to. So just seeing other girls or black females that want to do architecture as well, because the field of architecture in itself is a very Male dominated field. So, and then also very Caucasian male dominated field. So, to come in, you already like you're not a man, and then you're not a Caucasian man. So, it's just like, okay, you already have two things not against you, but two things that when you walk in the room, they're going to notice you're different. Yeah. I've heard architects like Dina Griffin, Mm -hmm. who I think is going to be Uh, one of our guest speakers. One of your guest speakers. And I've heard her tell stories, um, even an instructor telling her, this is not the profession for you, or you will not succeed. Um, And it breaks my heart Mm -hmm. to hear those stories. Um, Did anybody ever tell you that this was not the profession for you? I hope the answer is no. (laughs) No, I didn't have that. I had a a painting instructor say, I need to change my major from architecture to art. And I was like, eh, this is my senior year. I'm I'm kind of committed. (laughs) Kind of committed already. But no, I never had a person say, this is not for you. I'm so so glad to hear you say that. There are so many students, um, even now, I'll hear from young women who have had a professor tell them, um, and sometimes because they're a woman of color, sometimes because they're a woman. Um, You know, architecture does have this kind of gender architect archetype mm-hmm. of, of being male, um, although the numbers are changing. Mm-hmm. Um, overwhelmingly, there are, in some uh, architecture programs, there are increasingly more women enrolled in architecture programs than men. It's interesting, in interior design, we have the opposite. opposite. <laughs> um, in IIDA, more than 85% of our members are are female um, or identify as female and um, so there's a a deficit of males in Mm -hmm. interior design and you know a lot of that has to do with um, time and um, also just kind of the the opinion or thought that people think of assign a gender to architecture as male and assign female to interior design and a lot of men who wanted to be interior designers were tracked into architecture because mm-hmm. that's what a teacher or a parent or a guidance counselor told them. Um, I've heard stories from from men who've said my parents said that they wouldn't fund an interior design education, so they went into architecture and they end up ended up you know obviously being trained as an architect, but for the remainder of their career practicing interior in the design. interior. Which is, I, I think that's easy. I know other female architects that they are now the interior designer for their office. Even though they went to school for architecture and they started out that way, I think their employer realizes, oh, you're good at this, so we're just going to give all the interior design stuff to you. But, yeah, okay. What, um, what would you like to see change about design or how people think about design? especially for interior design in itself I just want people to know that I don't just pick I don't select furniture and pillows that's not my only job description a lot of thought goes into this a lot of being strategic um 
time, dedication. I want people to understand that interior design is a it is a serious career. Um, to change, um, just more equality. But I definitely think that's change. like even with Dina and her role, mm-hmm. like her role as a principal, if I'm not mistaken, she's great at her role, and she. I remember when I first like heard about her years ago, I was like, wow, she's a woman of color and she's like in charge. That's amazing. Yeah, she very much is a leader, president of her own mm-hmm. firm, um, an amazing portfolio of mm-hmm. work and something that, you know, I definitely know about her. IIDA knows about her. Um, she is so dedicated to mentorship. And um, so she spends a lot of time talking with students about making sure they get licensed and understanding the importance of licensure. And and she is a firm believer in paying it forward, too. So, um, you know, we love a profession where we we have more Dinas. Right. right? That's what we need to see more of. One, I want to change pivot a little bit um, in thinking about some of the the kids that'll be in your class they're dealing with all kinds of situations right i don't want to i don't want to use any kind of deficit language really and just assume that they um, are things that they aren't what we do know that those kids are underrepresented in design Um, but we also know the reality of some of the situations that they're dealing with there may be food insecurity Um, there may be housing issues Um, how knowing that some of these kids will be struggling with large issues in their life, um, how do you think that they're going to view design? I mean, they're taking this class because they want to. Right. No, this is no one is making them um, take this class, be a part of Design Your World. They're choosing this, mm-hmm. but knowing that there are bigger issues probably right. in some of these kids' lives than a than a summer program can even begin to address. Um, and you're probably going to hear about mm-hmm. some of that. Um, as open and warm and as accessible as you are, you're going to be like Miss Swank, right. right? The art teacher, <laughs> and and kids are going to come to you, and you're you're going to open your heart to them as well as open your mind to them. How will you maybe talk to them about you know balancing those bigger issues with uh, something as big as design? That's a big pivot. That's a big one. That's a big question. <laughs> How will I balance? life issues with design yeah we'll say for the project at hand i would want them to say what would you want your space to reflect in that if you're going through family issues or issues at your home would you want your space that you designed to have a area for people that's also going through that so how can you design a space for what you need or what would you want it to include if you're having food issues would you want your center to include something like a a cafeteria or something like that like an after school where kids can come eat or adults can come eat if they're having issues or a donation space like things like that I will don't want them to like tell me things and then they feel like I'm making it public knowledge but Mm -hmm. I would definitely just of course one-on-one because I think that's definitely important for them to even come and tell me and if it's something out like too crazy outlandish I'm bringing in reinforcements (laughs) (laughs) for sure I don't want to handle it on my own but I would definitely try to see how I could tie that in to the project Mm -hmm. just because it's important and I want them to feel like I'm hearing them and I want I'm trying to like answer this in the design way yeah yeah it's you know that knowing that they're seen and knowing that they're heard and using design to help address the human condition because that's 
that's just what design does. Mm-hmm. So let's fast forward. Okay. All right. So the program is six weeks long, and so you'll be finished by mid mid August, mm-hmm. right? This has occupied a lot of brain space for you, yes. getting ready for this and <laughs> writing the curriculum writing and the lesson curriculum. plans. It's just like a different side of things. But oddly enough, I wanted to be a teacher at one point. Did you? Because okay. when I went to when I was getting my master's, they were telling the difference between the MA and the MFA. With the MFA, you could teach, and I was just mm-hmm. like, I would love to teach collegiate at the collegiate level one day. So this could this could be something that you come back to. You could be Professor Payton Professor someday. Pay- I, I hope be. so. <laughs> I hope so. I feel it. It's um, you're so warm and so genuine and so authentic. Thank you. In a quiet, introverted kind of way. Um, <laughs> well, once you get me get comfortable, I'm just like. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I think the students are going to see that. I think the um, they're going to see a really personal side of design from you, and I know that that's one of the reasons why um, OFS and IIDA and all of our Design Your World partners are so excited about you being the instructor, um, because we know that you embody the comfort and the courage <laughs> and the empathy and the passion that that design is and you're going to be in so many ways making design real um, for the students I keep resisting trying to call them the kids oh, I keep no. calling them the kids <laughs> um, but for the students and um, you know as a teacher you can't help but put a bit of your heart That's and soul it, mm-hmm. and they're gonna give it back to you um, and I I hope that 10 years from now, somebody reaches out either to you or to IIDA. I'm Link. <laughs> yeah, or somewhere somebody is sitting and telling a story. And, you know, Gina, why did you become a designer? And Gina says, because of Miss Peyton. Because she shared her profession with me. And I think that is going to be, you know, just testament to this program. I hope there's a way that we can you know, longitudinally <laughs> track the students. It'll mm-hmm. be really interesting to see what they end up doing. You know, Sierra, that you're going to change hearts and change minds and change lives. And I'm not saying that just because it's a slogan, right, mm-hmm. or because it's a brand, but you're going to open their eyes after a particularly difficult time, too. I mean, mm-hmm. we can't ignore the fact that you're going to be teaching this virtually. Um, yes. And, and But you're going to make design come alive. So if you could give one piece of advice to anybody out there mm-hmm. who is thinking about participating in a pipeline program, um, thinking about um, volunteering to instruct in a pipeline program, because within the next year, year and a half, we're going to be rolling this out to other cities. And so if you could give any advice to anybody who's thinking about doing this, what it, what advice would you give? Um, a few things. I one, exposure. Mm-hmm. A, a person doesn't know what they don't know. So if you want, and then just our our profession has to keep going. And right. I feel like the next generation, like sustainability and electric cars is what they're focusing on. 
that has to tie into design some type of way. Mm-hmm. So we have to keep continue to reach back to move forward, if that makes sense. I love so that. we have yeah. to give back to the, the younger kids, mentor, things of that nature, just so when they're our age, they'll do the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's like a repeat effect, a ripple effect. Um, I think exposure is really important just because. And I think it's a way to give back. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. And it's, you know, I've been talking to people about this program and, and you know, Human beings are human beings, and they can be very well-meaning. And um, there's a little bit of this tugs at the heartstrings. Um, but I make sure to tell them that this isn't just about a summer program for black and brown kids. Mm-hmm. Um, this profession, you use the word exposure. We need to expose as many people, including those who've, who have been historically underrepresented. Um, but there certainly are a lot of people out there who need to know more about design. Mm-hmm. And this is just one way of doing it. Now, the fact that we are exposing design to black and brown kids, I the, love that. But everybody needs to know and understand the power of design and how it impacts their life. So, And I think when they go back to school and the teacher said, what did you do over the summer? Oh, I went to a six-week program. I learned about interior design. And did you know that this room has been designed by someone? And some, like Things like that, that conversation is going to start, and I'm looking forward to that. Well, you are amazing <laughs> and wonderful, and you've been prepping hard. And I'm excited to see what class one will look like and what that will, how that will move through the six weeks. And um, those kids will know. They will know something. They will know <laughs> They you. will know something. <laughs> and uh, they will know design and they will know just as. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have to put that on the shirt. Yeah, just, just as. as. I love that. <laughs> Every day, people all over the planet are experiencing design outcomes. Design is all about people. And to quote Cheryl Durst, to design for the people, you must be of the people. So this is the first step in building a design community that truly represents the diversity of the people we serve. But there's a lot of road ahead and a lot of opportunity to make a difference. Thank you for tuning in, and please stay connected to IIDA for the future Design Your World 2022 announcements. To learn more about Design Your World, check out the show notes. If you enjoyed today's episode, we would really appreciate a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. To discover more design stories, visit us at OFS.com backslash imagine a place. From OFS, I'm Doug Shapiro, and you've been listening to Imagine a Place.